Welcome everyone to Weekend at Effie's. This is a huge, interesting episode, and I'm going to apologize for the content you're about to hear because this week's episode features a lovely conversation about Tim Hortons. We talk about Christian media, and I'm not going to lie, right in the middle of everything, I sort of get into uh, the Anunnaki aliens raw dogging us and creating fusion humans uh, over time. We talk about the plays of Andrew Lloyd Webber. We talk about the magic of Orange Cassidy. Uh, We talk about going to Canada and not getting stuck because I don't have problems with my traveling time. But we also talk about time travel and how it's likely the aliens are not interdimensional creatures from another planet, but are just ourselves from the future. We'll get into all of that. Please check out weekend at effies.com. Follow Pitar at Low Sky Dance. Follow me at Effie Lives. Check out the dates. I'll be in your town soon. And enjoy Weekend at Effie's. Just endless continental breakfast. The wettest bagels you've ever had. Uh, you have to get two of those little self-serves of cream cheese. And you just live in the hotel. This is your future. Do you know why it's called a continental breakfast? Because... On the continent that we live on, we have expectations of dog shit. Is that, I don't know. <laughs> Is it from the European continent? Do they just eat pastries? I don't want to dog shit Europeans on the rip of this podcast. Uh, they're supposed to be good at pastries, though. Well, we have bastardized them because these are, I'm talking about real, just soft, wet strudel. You ever get food from Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, occasionally. Well, it's very soggy. No matter what you get, it's going to be soggy. You can guarantee just the soggiest croissant you've ever had. And it's just wet on the sides. Like as if somebody had gotten hot spit all in their mouth and just gone. Just and then closed it up in the paper. Is that why it's called a continental breakfast? Did you have the answer or are we just guessing? No, we're just guessing. <laughs> I thought you were about to give me like a, a full uh, interlay. I got to tell you, we've got a lot to talk about this week on the podcast. We're going to get into some historical references of wrestling because uh, I oopsie daisied. I got my Twitter back and I oopsie daisied another hit tweet. Another one uh, talking about normies hearing about. The Von Eric story. Now, maybe we should start there. This is Weekend at Effie's. It's a podcast uh, by professional wrestler Effie and uh, his BFF, Pitar. Pitar! Hello. Sorry, I'm drinking life-giving coffee. Yeah, we have butter moment. pecan coffee with Chibani oat creamer. It is. It has been a chaotic day here, would you say? I, Peter, I was so close to giving somebody a, a Bane backbreaker in traffic today. I got cut off by a Porsche Taycan or Taycan, whatever this fucking car is called. And Bebop, the, you know, I don't know if people know this. Our car does not. We share this car. Mm-hmm. It does not have air conditioning. And no. I'm not. I don't want people to think I'm like a glorious creature because what I am, I'm a working man's wrestler. Okay. I'm a blue collar wrestler. Now, am I grandiose? Am I a diva? Am I extraordinary? Am I a gay myth? Of course I am. Absolutely. Uh, but also... You know, we're we're out here, we're blue collar, baby. Maybe not blue collar, but like we're working. We put in the work. So the car doesn't have AC. I had to put Bebop uh I sent him to day camp today because we were having some issues with our appliances, which uh big guess the landlord could not fix in two and a half hours, although he thought he fixed it. I think I may have just fixed it. Either way, it was 300 degrees outside today because we fucked the earth up, and I had to go pick Bebop up before we went to see a movie, and uh, it's there's only one shady area in the car, and it's in my lap, and he was refusing to stay anywhere else in the car but in my lap, and I had become those grandpas you see on the road with a Bichon freeze in their lap, just peering out the window. It was not comfortable. I was not happy in traffic. Everything has gone behind today. I thought he would be here for like 30 minutes and then we could record the podcast. But now we're recording in the evening. And I'll say this. I think some of our best podcasts happen in the evening. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wake up and I'm trying to get my energy right. But now we don't have anywhere else to be. Pitar, we don't have anywhere else to be. Nowhere else to but be. But right here, right now. And on top of that, I'm entering a weekend where I only have one match, but I have two appearances. And I was asked to wrestle at the other appearance, and we could not come to terms on a deal. So I'm just going to be appearing and signing and doing the smile and 
the smile and pose, and I'm very excited about that. You're just going to be kissing babies? Kissing, well, I don't want anybody's babies near me. Here's the thing. It's not that I don't like babies, but insurance-wise, as a liability, I cannot take responsibility for your fucking baby. Now, people have brought their babies to shows before, and I've held them out of peer pressure because they'll be like, hold my baby, and then Mansur will do it. And Mansur's more of like... He's kind of he kind of fits the father figure mold more, even though he's covered in blood. Just because, like you know, your dad drinks light beers and he goes through tables and he has a cool southern accent. But me, I don't really want to hold your baby. So just don't make me say it in person. Don't bring your baby and don't make me hold your baby. That's somebody's gonna be mad out there whose baby I held. Uh, you can dress your baby up like me. I think that's important. I think you should dress your baby up. To look like me, I've had that happen on a few occasions. It's been uh, rewarding, but you should not, under any circumstances, hand me a baby because if I drop the baby, I don't have enough money to cover that. I'm not. I can't cover baby expenses. Babies are expensive. You know why people have home births? I found out because it's way cheaper than going to the hospital. Way cheaper. It's it's very expensive to have a baby. I got off topic here. This is Weekend at Effie's. Uh, thank you for supporting us. Uh, please rate, like, subscribe. Uh, what's the other things you can do? Listen. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. If you set it up to download every week, that helps us out as well. We're battling the algorithm. Uh, and be glad that's the only thing we're battling right now because soon we will be in a global water crisis. Uh, the temperatures in the oceans are rising. Antarctica is at a once in a 7 billion year uh, climate warning. Uh, hundreds of whales have beached themselves on the shores. Uh, sharks uh, and otters and orcas are becoming more and more aggressive in the ocean. Is this where the movie switches over to Jake Gyllenhaal's perspective? Yeah, and then it's the day after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say I give a little bit of a gleam of a Jake Gyllenhaal if he wasn't on a strict diet. Technically, every day is the day after tomorrow okay but think about this the day after tomorrow are we still gonna be here what i'm getting at i'm not trying to bum people out because this sounds like i'm really laying it down i saw uh i saw two active senators (laughs) that uh don't know where they are uh and they're not letting us vote on the cop city referendum this all sounds bad but what i'm getting at is this the time is coming soon uh to rise up and form a militia against billionaires. Should I not do this here? Is this? Are we going to get flagged? I'll get to it in a few weeks, but you guys can guess where I'm going with it. Don't worry. Just enjoy life as it comes along. Don't let the stresses of the day get you. This is... I'm on like almost three months without weed. Uh-huh. And, it, and I can tell. And I have to continually pull myself back in. I have to kind of... Go, I have to rein myself in and say, you can't kill anybody in Publix. Because they won't, you know, when you've waited in line for the chicken finger area, you know, behind five other people, and then the person in front of you gets to the front, and they don't know what they want, you're not allowed to murder that person. It's illegal. And I have to go, big breath, let me take it in, don't kill her. It's going to be okay. Uh, We have a Patreon. We do. Uh, we are working on some restructurings of the Patreon. Things are slow right now because, and we're going to blame the planets. The planets, they fucking suck. Is that an easy descriptor? That's easy. That's <laughs> the easy. planets fucking suck right now. So if your life has felt full of people stealing your energy, stealing your time, uh, everything has felt slow or like molasses, uh, just look up at the sky and shake your fist because fuck those fucking planets and their lunar tide pulls or whatever they do. I don't really understand how it all works, Peter, but I'm going to tell you this. It fucking works. Uh, we are going to be having a huge mini-sode that I'm calling the ultimate film mini-sode this week because not only did we do bah, 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 the triple feature of Oppenheimer and 70mm at the Mall of Georgia and then Barbie and then Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning in a single day, it depleted us of all of our energy. Yeah. I think you almost died. I had to be resurrected. We couldn't have predicted that you would almost die days after from the depletion of life energy. Are we good on the sound? We're perfect. On okay. The sound. I just want to be sure. Uh, but this week, we also just got back. This is why I feel so fucking peppy and Movies. perky. Uh, we went to the films, went to the cinema to see the new film from the Philippoo br- brothers, the twins, Danny and Michael. 
who you may know is Racka Racka. And uh, yeah, Racka Racka, the deathmatch Ronald McDonald clown, who is also going to be a part, and I think is kind of the main reason it's happening, of A24 participating in a deathmatch documentary that has been following around a lot of people, including Jimmy Lloyd and Nick Gage and I believe Matt Tremont. I'm really excited to see that, but I got to tell you, we're going to talk about that film too. And fresh off the theater, whoo, but I will say when we got there, you could tell after picking up Bebop, I woke up today at 8 a.m., dude. I woke up today at 8 a.m., and I did my business. I took Bebop to day camp. I went to the gym. He was supposed to have a barbecue? Okay, yeah. They were like, oh, he gets a free, it's a barbecue ice cream party, and he gets a free bandana, and we're going to send you a picture of Bebop at the barbecue ice cream party. No bandana, no picture. No barbecue? No barbecue. Bebop, did you have ice cream? Did you have ice cream? He looks like he expected ice cream and was not given ice cream. He was in the play area with all the big dogs, though. Of course. There was like there was like a cane corso and a black lab and bebop and a full size standard poodle. Bebop does really well socializing with other dogs. And I think Lucy and Bebop have a really good playful spirit. But referee cranberry, she cannot handle how rowdy it gets sometimes. And she is very much the type of dog that wants to stop the conflict. Mm-hmm. Weekend at Effies.com for dog content. For film reviews, uh, for our upcoming F.U. Burton Peter Bird at the Movies. Yes. Which is going to feature our watch-along, well, not watch-along really on this occasion, but our my rewatch and your first watch, right? No, like second. Second third, watch? Yeah. Of Bronson. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to say uh, here publicly that's not a part of the Patreon, we'll get to it, and I think other people have had the same concerns, I didn't sit through a three-hour movie about Oppenheimer to not see a little Killian Murphy dong. Okay? Didn't get any of that. Got Florence Pugh breasts. Some people in Eastern Europe not going to get got, it. We got close to Dong. He was crossing his legs, Peter. Yeah. I wanted Day After Tomorrow in 4K. I wanted a, you know, I've got his face that's 25 feet in front of me, and it's 30 feet high. I just thought at least we could get a four-foot Dong. It would have made the day just like a little more. We'll get into all the experience. It's going to be fantastic. We had a great time at the movies. Okay, what if they revealed it and it's Dr. Manhattan's dong? Right, great dong. Did you see the new new dong? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, great Great dong. dong. Where's Yaya right now with that big old dong? Somebody said, that's a prosthetic. I said, that's his dong. That was his dong, and they didn't even blue dong it. It was just like human version Dr. Manhattan dong. Here's the dong. Oh, I'm, it's not like I'm just seeking out dongs. I've seen enough dongs. All right. Napoleon Bonaparte can take over all of Europe and be the king of everything. He will never see as many cocks as I've seen. There's just no way. There's just like it physically is not possible that he has seen in any size or any style more genitals than I've seen. And many of you are going, how many genitals have you seen? Well, how many have you seen? We have the Internet. I like I'm on an average of like 35 dongs a day, probably. And a lot like I would say 50% are oopsie. The other 50%. I'm just seeing what's out there. You know, I don't want to be surprised by a dong. I didn't get to see a dong. (laughs) No surprise dong. No plan dong. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It was a great film. We'll get into it. Now I have to bring up my Twitter was suspended. And I've been tweeting from our podcast account. We have a lot of new followers. So I'm hoping we'll get some people that are listening uh, this week that have not listened to us before. I still get people coming up finding out, uh, oh, you guys have a podcast. You guys talk about all kinds of stuff. Is it a wrestling podcast? No, you idiot. It's a podcast about a wrestler and his friend. And that's different, but it still follows under the wrestling podcast category. Yeah. But I got my I got my my Twitter back. I got access again after seven days because I told someone who was being transphobic to drink bleach. And let me clarify this: all the dipshits who I had to block that send the picture of me putting the dildo in front of Marco Stunt's face. Watch the fucking match, you dummies, because it doesn't go in his mouth. I don't choke anyone with a dildo. The dildo is used against me. And speaking of. Other tragedies in professional wrestling. I had a tweet pop off today because we just saw the the first image. Well, first image of the group of uh, one Jeremy Allen White, which I guess this is why he got so buff to play Kerry uh-huh. Von Eric. 
as well as Zach Efron at all. There are other people, but I, I don't think you know the story of the Von Erich family. So I wanted to just like take a moment. Can I give you just a brief mm-hmm. Wikipedia rundown? All right. So Fritz Von Erich is their dad and he used to run in Texas, right? And originally he did portray um, a Nazi and that was just of the time, you know, you're like, you want people to boo you? You should be a Nazi. It was uh, not that long ago. It probably was inappropriate, but he wanted to get all of his children to get in uh, to wrestling. And he died uh, a lot later than most of the rest of his children. So first, the first child he ever had, uh, he was accidentally shocked by some electricity and drowned in a puddle at age six. And this was 1959. What? Yeah, so then in 1984 of the Fighting Von Erichs, uh, the first one dies, and that's David Von Erich, and he died in a Tokyo hotel uh, at the age of 25 because he ate too much food and his colon burst inside him and he died. Um, This only gets so much worse. Uh, Mike, Chris, and Carrie, all of different uh, stories, uh, all committed suicide. One of them just walked out into the backyard of the house and just shot himself in the head. The rest of them, I think there was pills involved. There might've been guns involved. Now here's the craziest part. Carrie had the most success of all of them. And he ended up going to the WWF for a while. And the legend was he had lost part of his foot, whether it be in an accident, uh, or it was part of a, like a drug necrosis or something that happened. And he would still wrestle and he would stuff his boot full of paper so that he would have the balance of seeming like he had a foot while not actually having a foot. But he was also on a ton of, uh, drugs at that time. And I saw a video after this, um, now Kevin is still alive, so this is the one brother of five is still alive and just the sadness is all around him. And he has two sons that he tried to get to wrestle. And then there's also the daughter, Lacey Von Eric, who they tried to have wrestle. And I just want to say, I thank God they didn't have more success in wrestling because just, you don't need it. And one of the best videos of all time, someone reposted it today. Lacey Von Eric doesn't give a fuck about wrestling. And it was just paying her a little bit. And I'm not saying this to disparage her. I think she's, a golden goddess. Like, I think she's one of the most beautiful, honest humans in the world. She went up to the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase at a WrestleCon and she goes, Oh, WWE logo on your shirt. My family did a lot to help y'all. And now they're all dead. See ya. And then walked away while she's doing her vlog. And it was the most honest, beautiful, like, look at all these people around me that are probably the reason my family went into such a dark time. You could blame them themselves, but, uh, yeah, I want to get into this. Uh, this I'm, I'm laughing, but it's horrendous. Um, some people believe that a drug overdose killed David Von Erich, but uh, they actually believe that he went out to eat and just ate so much. And part of it could be he was on drugs, and he couldn't feel that he was full and just kept eating. Because in Japan, it's traditional that your Japanese sponsors are taking you out and feeding you these huge steak dinners. We don't know. It could have been an overdose. It could have been he just ate so much that his colon exploded. That does sound a little bit more like a like a fib you tell to kind of cover up like yeah. you know, the story. But that sounds awful. It's yeah, pretty horrible. Pretty horrible stuff. Uh I'll tell you this. This is another tweet that didn't pop off. Guys, we and I'm speaking to wrestlers here, we do not have to keep giving them material to make episodes of Dark Side of the Fucking Ring. Have you watched any of these Dark Side of the Ring episodes? No. It's all just like, they smoked crack all day, and they beat women, and they were depressed and horrible, and all the drugs were supplied for them, and they give people hepatitis, and they're evil, and it's just like, we don't, this doesn't, this doesn't benefit anyone, and it's definitely not helping our industry by having these be the stories that are told in the most true and real way about wrestling. Just like, you know, can't we have somebody who's like, like, let's do a light side of the ring on DDP, and we just talk about how much yoga uh, has helped him and transformed so many other people's lives. I don't know. I don't want to get stuck on this, but I'm trying to have happy endings in wrestling, and I don't think that's that difficult. It doesn't sell. We want the darkness. If Jeremy Allen White does not win an Oscar for his portrayal of the darkness in Carrie Von Erich, I've lost faith in all of cinema. I'm just kidding. I'm still going to go see probably every movie. I love all movies. I even I got ready for our Effie Burton Peter Bird at the cinema with a watch of another Tom Hardy film, not Bronson, Child 44, 
which was, I'm going to recommend it if you're really looking to just be sad all night. It's horrible the whole time. Everyone's accused of crime. There's child murders. It's just, uh, it was a really dark film, but Tom Hardy's Russian accent, the whole film, just fantastic. Just beautiful. Now, on the podcast, we usually talk about what happened during the week. I have to tell you, six days off in a row from anything wrestling related, it saved my life, Peter. I felt refreshed. I felt renewed. I felt like a whole new baby. Somebody said, what'd you do on all your days off? I said, I was a baby. I said, I slept, I shit, and I ate. And that's, I mean, that's completely honest. That's what I did. It was good. Um, Was it nice having me around a little bit? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to write my schedule down for you. I've been meaning to do it. I need to do it for myself. Because you were kind of like, I don't really know when you're going to be here or not. And one thing I forget is that people can't read my mind. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm just like, oh, the calendar's there. But I got to like let people know what's going on on my calendar. Uh, you've been a handyman today. I have been a handyman today. I You said it great the other day that I'm kind of a big brother. <laughs> where like, yeah. I'm into some irresponsible shit, and I'm not always that like reliable on some things. But when you really need me in the clutch, I'm picking glass out of the driveway. You know, like, hey, kids, don't walk out there. There's glass in the driveway. Where'd it come from? I don't know. Well, do you need, like, gloves or anything? No, I'm just going to pick up this glass with my hands and walk around and pick up more in my bare sandals. (laughs) Oh, what a time. But it's not the only thing I did because I did return to the ring. Now, I got to laugh again at Alley Catch because she got stuck in Canada the first time for Forbidden Door for like five days. And then we left Montreal and I got to my location. A-okay. She did not. And then this last time I even flew out Air Canada, which I didn't last time. So it was kind of cheating. Uh, Still made all my flights. No delays, no problems, just in and out of Canada. Like there's not a concern. You've kind of mentioned before, like, even if I feel like I'm going to be late, I'm probably not going to be late. Yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it because it no, might. No, we don't have to. It it's, might run off some of our more spiritual listeners. Um, no, it's uh, it's Mercury in the twelfth house, and if you know astrology, you know what that means, and that's like enough to where it's like you're always late, but you're on time. Uh, it's I like was, a dictum of the universe for you to always feel that you're running late, and then you show up and you go, "Oh no, I was fine the whole time." I was I was uh, reminded today when we arrived to see Talk to Me in the theater that uh, when I saw the name tag and the woman at the front even said you're late for your movie. Mm-hmm. She said you're late for your movie. I said you think I don't fucking know I'm late to my fucking movie 422 and I'm walking into the damn theater. I'm still going to go get a drink. And I went and got my drink and the man's name tag was Taylor. And I said I think we're good. And we walked right in and it was about to go to Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. And we said, we even get to see Nicole Kidman. It was fantastic. What a fucking blessing. Uh, I got to say, our timing has never been better. Uh, we did. Well, this will, we'll save the rest of this for the mini-sode, but our timing, uh, we spent a lot of time just walking around places on Friday. Oh, we certainly spent a we lot were, of time walking we, around places. There was, uh, there was not, I won't say an anxiety, but we were... Uh, we were on time, in attendance, ready to go for all of the movies. I thought our schedule was going to be a little tighter, but it was not. And no. yeah, I mean, this is a big part of our time here. And so I'm missing out on some of it on the podcast. But I think it's important that we keep that content on our Patreon because our Patreon supporters are just fantastic. Uh, we are going to be providing more content very soon. And I'm very excited to see where it takes us and to see what happens. Hold up. I got to send this text. So I did go to Canada and this was after we had had our film excursion. And I I just want to say, I know I'm getting into too much. Thank God we saw it in IMAX 70 millimeter, but I'm going to go on a fucking rant about the clipboard woman before the film began. Not here, but later when we get into it. Uh, Returning to Demand Lucha and the plan, of course, was to fight Brian Keith for the fifth time. And some people go like five times. That's a lot of times to fight someone. Well, back in the territory days, we fight each other two months straight in a row. 
And we do it twice a day and 40 times on Sunday. Okay, so the matches, you had the same match all the time. Nowadays, uh, you're lucky to get to wrestle somebody more than once. I mean, I, I can go through my list of matches throughout my career, and it's 95% matches that are one-off. You never have them again. Uh, Jeff Jarrett disappears, that sort of stuff. Uh, but having a relationship... Isn't it crazy how no one's seen him? He's just gone. Is he? Where's Jeff Jarrett? Are you? <laughs> I'm getting psyched out. <laughs> I'll tell you where he is, stealing every spotlight on TV that he can. Uh, hey, hey, uh, Mid Carter's on AEW. Uh, listen up, real quick. None of the agents there are going to help you get over because they've mostly never been over themselves. Uh, Jeff Jarrett has been over before, but he's sort of. He sort of only cares about getting himself over. So really, it's kind of hopeless. Maybe just do whatever the fuck you want. Look at Ricky Sarks. He didn't listen to any of those idiots. Uh, you can you can choose to listen to that or not. I don't know what I'm talking about. I've never been on television. I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. I went to Canada, and I landed pretty early. Uh, but having your only show for the weekend be on a Sunday is delightful because... I don't ever really get a Saturday off to the point where like, I can't even really remember what I did on Saturday. I know I went to the gym at some point. I know I hung out with the pups at some point. I guess I eventually went over to AJ's at some point. None of that really matters though, because it was just like clearly not stressful enough to remember anything that was an issue. You know, you worked that night, right? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well maybe I'm remembering some things, but it doesn't matter. It's all lost to time. God bless. Uh, Getting to Canada, though, we were there a little too early. And, you know, Jordan with Demand Lucha picked me up right on time from the airport. That Toronto airport is crazy. There's just like, I think there's, right now they're doing some sort of like, uh, I don't want to say it's, uh, what's it called when you run to a church that they did in the Page Master? And, you're, and you say like, you're free from the struggle. What? You know, when you run in the church and they can't arrest you anymore. Like asylum? Yeah, 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 but there's like a, you yell a word. What is the word you yell? Uh, Come on, Col- Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Page master. Uh, sanctuary. Sanctuary. I think there's a sanctuary asylum kind of thing going okay. on. Sanctuary! we got to watch the page master. How do we get that on the watch list? Uh, and so there's just like people showing up and I think it's beautiful and I support all uh, sorts of sanctuary and immigration and bringing people into countries where they feel safer, but they are rolling into this airport with everything they own. And so it's just like, you have like eight year old girls pushing like carts of 30 boxes because there's no one else in the family that can do it. And it's, there's just, there's so much stuff everywhere and you just have to like, once again, you have to find your patience and you have to go, okay, these people are going to run into me with carts and that's just fine. They're getting to know the culture, and I'm just going to be Canadian, and I'm just going to say sorry. 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 It's all right. Did you know that Tom Hanks once got stuck in an airport for like 10 years? (sighs) Was that where he got stuck in the terminal? Yeah. What is it called? The terminal. Yay! Let's make a new Tom Hanks terminal film where he's terminal. The Terminalator. (laughs) Not that he has a disease, but that he becomes the terminal. Like the spirit of Tom Hanks is the airport terminal so that Tom Hanks has to be run on top of by beautiful Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise running on top of Tom Hanks as an airport terminal. I love this idea. Yeah, I think it's the next. I may have just spoiled the new Dead Reckoning Part 2 that's going to be out next year. Is it next year it comes out? I I guess with the strike, we can't. We'll see. Can't really predict it. Yeah. Who knows? The first thing I did when I got there, we tried to check into the hotel. And of course, they would not let me in early, which is fine. I don't hold that grudge against anyone. And I was there pretty early anyway. But after that, we went to Tim Hortons, the Canadian tradition. Have you ever had Tim Hortons? I haven't. Okay, well, I got into a bit of a conversation with Jordan with Demand Lucha because he's like, uh, you guys got Dunkin' Donuts down there. And I was like, yeah, he doesn't really talk that. It's not that intense. But for the sake of the story, uh. I went there and I, you know, I went to Duncan down there and I said, uh, could I get, you know, a load of 10 bits? And they said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, what do you call them here? And they told me munchkins. And I said, that's an offensive term, isn't it? (laughs) I said, not if it's a donut, only if it's a person. 
Only if you're referring to a person is it offensive. If you're referring to the whole of a donut, it's actually, that's their cultural nomenclature. They prefer, the donut holes prefer to be called munchkins. Right? Right. And actually, uh, I just want to say solidarity with all the little people out there. I'm sorry Hugh Grant keeps taking your fucking jobs. What a what a dick. I am going to go see Wonka opening night. Because there's if there's... There's nothing I like more than a pouty twink, right? Except for a whimsically pouty twink. A whimsically pouty twink? Oh, I had I a mean, double he's, idea. He, there's a struggle in this movie. He's going up against the chocolate mafia. How can he be doing the role of, uh, what's the what's the Dune guy? Paul, Paul Archimedes? Yeah. How is he going to be both Wonka and Dune? It seems like there's... I mean, maybe that's called range. Maybe. How can Tom Cruise be a man called Otto? Are we going to have an alien versus predator style crossover event? Wonka versus Paul. What what is the last name? Because they're going to roast me for this. Atreides? Paul Atreides versus Willy Wonka. Battle to the death. Is there going to... I, I don't know if that's right. I just confidently said. No, something. I think that's. I think that yeah. sounds correct. Uh, I'm not a Dune person. It's. It looks cool to read. What do you mean you're not a Dune person? I mean, I watched it, but I'm not. I'm not reading the books. I sh- okay. I did something shameful when I saw the first movie. I went home and I read the entire Wikipedia of the entire series. Oh, I didn't want to commit. Frank Herbert would not be happy with you, uh, who also wrote the character Duncan Idaho. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Frank Herbert. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just cracked up. Lucy's licking me here. She's an angel. She cuddled me during the whole Child 44 film, and it made me feel very special. Aww. It made she me feel like an angel. the biggest burp I've ever heard her let out last night. Oh, she might be, she might be going oh. for it again. Gurgling. Okay, Canada. Yeah, I've been hungry lately, and so from Tim Hortons, I got two iced coffees, a belt, which is a bacon, egg, lettuce, and tomato on an everything bagel, and I got two Boston cream donuts. I'm just loading up on the cows. There's a good wrestling dad joke in that belt. Hey, eat too many of those. You're going to need a belt. Or you want to win the belt? I'll just buy one from Tim Hortons, huh? Regret. regret Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, Soon after... My lovely friends arrived. And I got to say, by the end of the day, I revealed to them what my co-star said to me. Not that I like hold it to my heart, but it said that, you know, surrounding yourself with the right friends will like sharpen your iron, basically. And Gringo Loco showed up. And here's the crazy thing about Gringo Loco showing up on this Sunday. Gringo Loco at that point had been on a nine day run with Japanese dates, straight to Mexican dates. Back to Chicago for about eight hours and then ended up in Canada to end the run. Just nonstop global wrestling magician Gringo Loco is. And it's not going to be the last time we face each other, but I can't really give too many more details. Uh, We were not scheduled to face each other this day. Uh, Hint, hint, spoiler, spoiler. I'm going to go into how how it actually happened. Brian Key showed up. We were scheduled to fight each other. And... At this point, we finally got into the room. We rested up a little bit. Now, I just want to say this to all wrestling promoters. I don't need to be at your venue all fucking day. I actually believe if I'm at your show more than six or seven hours total before and after the match uh, that you should um, you failed at your job, right? I don't need to be there. I don't need to be there while the ring's getting set up. I don't need to be there after the ring is gone. And, uh, you know, needless to say... They did me right at Demand Lucha. So take notes, everybody. If you want to keep Effie happy, you want to keep Effie, you know, strolling back in, you know, agreeing to the date immediately and not kind of playing you off for a while because I really don't want to do it and I'm hoping something better comes along. Uh, don't make me be at the show all day. Let me chill at the hotel room, even if they won't let us check in early. You're still making the effort. You're still going for it. We finally got to the venue, and here's uh, the weird part. This is an early show, Peter. This is a 6 p.m. bell time show. Doors at 5, 6 p.m. bell time. I do have to say, it's my own fault. I, I just always forget how bad the, the exchange rate is, Canadian to American. And I was just so excited to be selling so much merch. And I think I just was not selling it for enough money. But that's okay. Because I'd rather the Canadians get the things that they need from my merch box than have to pay 
I mean, the minimum shipping to Canada is $15 for anything. So it's like, let's just, uh, let's just let them get in the grab bag. I came home with money. I'm fine. I'm living. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good. But that exchange rate is crazy. And I think part of it's because that plastic money, same thing with Ingoland, it feels fake. You know, like it doesn't feel, it's all multicolored. It's got old women on it. It's, you know, size based, you know, so like a $5 bill is smaller than a $10 bill is smaller than a $20 bill. So, it's, you know, yeah, like, and I get it because it's supposed to help blind people, I think, allegedly, so they can like be rifling through their money and know what they're touching. But it, uh, it just feels like monopoly money to me, plastic money. Just, just what are you supposed to do? We open the doors and find out, not Bandito, but Bendito, who was supposed to be there. And I'm going to say it here, Peter. This is disrespectful. I don't think Bendito is a real person. I've met Bandito. I've met Bandito's brother, Gravity. And I don't think Bendito is a real person. Bendito, his flight was delayed and delayed and delayed. And before the show... Me and Brian Keith, and yes, I was hanging out with my opponent because through the honor of fighting and respect, we uh, are allowed to battle each other to show our skills and then also hang out because who else am I going to hang out with? I don't know. There's other people there I know, but it's like, you know, we've hung out in many cities, Portland and and Texas and uh, Tennessee and Chicago. We just, we've hung out in many places and it makes you better friends with a person. So me and Gringo and Brian Keith are walking around and Gringo's like, this dude's flight is delayed. And I think Brian Keith said at first, he goes, well, I guess it's going to be a triple threat. And lo and behold, it was a triple threat. The decision was not made until the show had begun. So me and Brian Keith, we're kind of throwing things around, figuring things out for our magical match. And then the guy comes to the back, and I thought he was about to ask us, hey, can you guys go extra long? Bendito is going to be here late. And he instead said, hey, it's a triple threat now. And Gringo is a genius, but Gringo has also been wrestling eight days in a row. This is his ninth day of wrestling. Uh, And Brian Keith, you know, I felt like we stepped up to create a situation very last second. It was like match three. He came in there and he was like, that's a triple threat now. And we were match five or six. So we really did not have much time to figure anything out. Ended up having a very fun match, throwing each other through chairs and tables and trying new things. And uh, I hung my ass out at one point because I was just feeling it. And it was a 19 up show, which is sort of like the 21 and up for Canada. Even though their drinking age is 18, I don't know why it's 19 and up. It doesn't, it's weird to me. What do the Canadians know about turning 19 that we don't? Well, you know, it's like you turn 18 and you probably go too deep in it and you're probably annoying at the bar. You know what I mean? Uh But when you've had a year under your belt, like most of y'all figure it out by then. But at 19, you know time is up. What do you mean time is up? You're about to go to 20. The The ones are over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... I'll say this, uh, you know, as someone who's only going to live until they're roughly 50, not by choice, but because the earth is ending and collapsing under us and the heat is turning up, you know, take every, take every breath, take every opportunity, take every joy, take every magic, you know, find yourself, find your heart. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, hopefully we get past the Sammy Hagar age, which is 55 because he can't drive 55. But, you know, I've also, I've lived a bundle of lives. You know, I can't complain about how far I've come. I can't complain about what I've gotten to accomplish. If the earth burns up, if the aliens are real, aliens, I guess they're real, by the way. I don't know. I Yeah, I know you have thoughts on this. I would love to hear them. But I'm going to just say it, Peter. Aliens are real. And they're here. And some people were speculating on UFO Reddit, based on nothing, that... Possibly three to five percent of the population of the earth is already aliens and they've blended in with us. So I don't know. They said they were under us too. Look, the not in the band. <laughs> They're Christians. They don't believe in aliens. Are you kidding me? Um I mean the the hippies have been saying that since the sixties. All right, but what about which one? The the aliens being three to five percent of all humans. Okay, well, that's what the whole like indigo children shit was. Oh God, star seeds and all that. Is this like were the Anunnaki breeding us? Yeah, basically. Mm, yeah. Breed me Anunnaki. 
Oh, come down from your spaceship. Can you just breed me? Oh, the Anunnaki are going to breed me. I'll raise your hybrid children. Oh, I'm your subservient. Oh, teach us how to make pyramids. Oh, God. Oh, we're going to do Aztec pyramids, too. They're not pyramids. They're butt plugs. They're challenging. The Anunnaki challenged me after they <laughs> breeded me. I think certain hot people are probably aliens, you know? Who do you think is an alien? Who do I think is an alien? Yeah. Uh, specifically, Bella Hadid. I think Bella Hadid is an alien. And I think Ariana Grande is an alien. And I think, uh, you know, if we're getting into the men category, uh, what's his name? Uh, Patrick from The Conjuring. That guy's an alien. Patrick Wilson? Yeah, Patrick Wilson's an alien. Raul from, from Phantom of the Opera? Guaranteed alien. Are you kidding me? That was what that movie was about, Phantom of the Opera, the musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. It was about humanity being kind of ugly and living in the sewers, a.k.a. Gerard Butler. And then it was about Patrick Wilson being kind of a high society alien that's been breeding people, Anunnaki style. And then Emmy Rossum, who's like kind of a hot human, she has to decide. And even though her heart is being pulled towards humans, their disgusting warlike nature makes her go towards Raoul because she doesn't want to be a part of the grossness that humanity is anymore. Angel of music, Hanunaki, breed me out, make me a hybrid. Right? <laughs> oh my God. Does it make sense? Sure. Who do you think made those cats in Cats? The Anunnaki. <laughs> okay? The Anunnaki. That's... Is Anunnaki just mean alien, or is it a specific alien? No, it's a specific thing. All right. It's not... Uh, the Anunnaki are supposed to be, like... the like. So, if you're gonna... <laughs> if you're gonna say that, like, lizard people is the ultimate in, like, conspiracy theories, yeah. the Anunnaki is the ultimate in, like, alien conspiracy theories. Okay. So, but they're not lizard people? I think there are some people that think, yes, they are. Okay. We got to go to the, what's the grove we got to go to? A Bohemian grove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Bohemian or grove. Molek the owl god. Yeah. Mo Listen, dude. Molek? Are you kidding me? That guy sounds awesome. Ooh, Molek, breed me. <laughs> this is going to be the most out of control. So we're in Canada. We have a sick triple threat. Now, afterwards, we did go out to eat together uh, at the... I can't, I don't I can't remember if it was called the Cunty Coyote or the Crazy Coyote or like the Corrupt Coyote. Probably the first one. Yeah, it was definitely the first one. And so four of us at this table, including Brian Keith and myself, uh, and I believe Gringo Loco as well, ordered the barbecue meat plate. And it included sausage, a chicken breast, a steak, and a half rack of ribs with mashed potatoes and vegetables. Damn. And along with that, I ordered a Dulce de Leche cheesecake, which they served to me first, as is what I prefer, but I did not ask them. They said, are you getting your cheesecake before or after? I said, I will see what they do. And they brought that cheesecake as an appetizer. And Peter, I've got to start either training to be a binge eater. What do they call it? Competitive eater. Uh, or I've got to stop binge eating because I ate this Dulce de Leche cheesecake in four bites within about 22 seconds. I don't know if it's a world record, probably not, but I can't help myself around cheesecake. It's so cold, it's so sweet, it's creamy, it's got a partial protein content. I mean, I'm really, I'm excusing myself for eating that much cheesecake. What do the aliens eat? Are they coming here to eat our foods? Somebody said, do the aliens taste good? And I said, only if they eat enough pineapple. You get that? It's a cum joke. Yeah, I get it. It's a, because yeah. you... If you, but it could also be a, a swinging joke because pineapple is the uh, swinger fruit. Yeah, I don't think the aliens have to ask permission to swing with you, you know? Probably not. Especially when your wife is begging the Anunnaki to breed her. Do you really think they would send actual biological beings across, though? Don't you think they would send some kind of drone? I don't think we have alien bodies. I think we have alien robots. No, I think it's us. I think it's a looper situation where, like... 
Okay, think about this, okay? Right now, oh, we'll go to Amsterdam or we'll go to, you know, we're going to go to Morocco. So you think they're time aliens? Right, I think they've run out of cool places to visit. So you go back in time to before it was a hellscape where we were trying to fight over water. You're like, hey, like if you guys are rich enough, we can go on a little vacation and you can go back and see what 2023 was like right before the Great Wars began over water. So I think it's like we look a little different because we've been breeding ourselves from the future. But I think it's us like doing a little peer through the interdimensional vortex that we discover in 2081. Not, not a bad theory. You know, like it's just like Miss Donna being like, we haven't done a vacation in 10 years. I want to go see the nineties. You know, like I want to go back to McCarthyism. We're going to the fifties. And then they're like, well, we can't see him from up here. And so they, and then they're like, oh, we got probed by the aliens. Well, guess what? They were just breeding you. The future humans that were on vacation wanted to fuck some old time humans. And they've morally decided in the future that it's okay to fuck people in the past. And that's what the probing is. Damn. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not I'm not a scientist by any means. But I mean, I can I can read the room. I can see what's going on. Oh, yeah, planes got faster and harder to see on uh radars? Who would have fucking guessed, okay? We didn't even know. We even know that we could, you know, we have probably flying saucers already, you know? Pfft, wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it at all. You're looking at me like we've got off the rails here. Um, are we still in Canada? Yeah, we're still in Canada. I'm eating a meat plate. I'm having the ribs were unbelievable. I'll say this: the sausage a little dry. No offense, uh, but the the ribs were just, you know, it's hard to do ribs right. But when you do, just unbelievable, fall off the bone, magic. I even I cooked some steaks for myself last night, and I don't want to say how many. It was more than two, less than four steaks. Cause that's how many were in the pack. And I'm not putting steak back in the fridge once I've opened the container. And that steak was not as good as the steak in Canada. And the steak in Canada was all right. It was pretty bad steak. I ate yesterday is what I'm getting at. But yeah, I ate meat in Canada. <laughs> I'm dragging this out a little bit uh, because that's the only date I had. I went back to the hotel room and this is real exciting. Went to fucking bed and then I didn't fly out until 12 in the afternoon because that's the time that I was given to fly out. And I got back here at, what, 3.45, went to the gym, and then streamed? You've been playing a lot of hit-and-run Simpsons this week. Yeah, I love it. It's incredible. The Simpsons hit-and-run on GameCube. Here's the thing. You know, when I grew to be a mature age and went to college, I said I should sell my GameCube. And now I'm, I'm paying premium fucking prices for GameCube games at the age of 33, you know, they're not putting me on a cross like Jesus, but boy, they're fucking me price-wise on getting these GameCube games back. But I'm enjoying every second of it. The graphics hold up. No offense to AEW, but the graphics on WrestleMania X8, just as good as Fight Forever on the Switch and PS5. Uh, gotta be honest, I don't know where it fell apart, but I guess graphics are not what matters anymore. Platformers are just as fun as regular, um, you know, games with good graphics and I think GTA Springfield is one of the most fun games I've ever played. I forgot how hard the game was, and I forgot that you get to play as Apu, and he has the fucking fastest car in the game. It's incredible. Ashton Star came over for Monday Night Raw, which was pretty fun. We learned a lot of interesting stories. Not having my Twitter for a week, I've been like off my balance because I'm just like not connected with the world, really. Yeah. And I've also not been able to announce anything for the Big Gay Brunch. I should announce a Big Gay Brunch person on Twitter, like right now, I'll do it after. I'll do it in a minute. Peter, do we have any questions we that we do. need to get to? Thank you, everyone, for supporting the podcast. I have a lot of exciting adventures coming up in the next few weeks. I'm going to Savannah Comic Con this weekend. I'm going to Create a Pro in Long Island this weekend. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna check everything out. It's been a hot week here. Our air conditioning in the living room. Uh, I don't know. It's it still works, but. I'm making him replace this unit because I just think it was giving us all respiratory problems. I don't know. Here's what I'm going to say because people have been asking about the ghosts, and I don't know if we're going to get into that with the questions. I think some of the ghosts are real, and I think some of the ghosts might be hallucinations from whatever was living inside of that fucking air conditioning. Yeah. Likely? Yeah. Well, 
And sorry to the dead little girl that lives in here. You know, no offense to you, but I think whatever's living in this air conditioner is way spookier. All right, I guess we'll do some questions. Let's do some questions. Okay, this is from Danny. Would you recommend Barbie if you do an adult jazzy snack beforehand? Yeah, 100%, because visually it was phenomenal. Yes. And just like there's a heartfelt real world story that I think reflects on, you know, all genders and all people of this time. Uh, you know, I didn't bring a notebook to keep notes on Barbie and then burn any Barbie dolls because I'm a normal human being, but just reflecting on the story and the script and all the magic, I think that being high as fuck for this film is actually the perfect choice. Uh, I was sad that we didn't get a little fungal with it. If I'm going to be honest, I think we could have had a real weird day. That would have been interesting, but I'm glad we didn't because that movie already kind of locks you in and takes you on a journey anyway. It was a fucking journey. Barbie Land is beautiful, though. Barbie Land is beautiful. Uh, Okay, this is from Emily. Maybe not a question for the podcast, but for Effie in general, I would love to buy a print of the Bussy Fucks graphic currently sold on a t-shirt on the Effie merch site. Is that something you would consider? Uh, Yeah, possibly. Um, I would have to sort of see... I got to get Allie involved and then I got to see how many I need to print. I don't know. Reach out to me. Maybe we'll just do a, do an exclusive run. I also have another art piece by twilight palms, Angie on Twitter that I have been meaning to put up on the website, but I've been waiting because, uh, I'm about to have some new designs and some new stuff coming through. Uh, and second to this, and it doesn't have anything to do with your question. I will have wrestling is gay shirts at live shows coming up soon. A new exclusive variant based on the, a uh, very popular colorway that we did for the LA Kobe Bryant type shirts, the Lakers colorway a little bit uh, with tie dye. So Ooh. it's on the way and it's coming and it's exciting, but I'm very tired of not having wrestling as gay shirts. It shows when everyone's walking up and wanting wrestling as gay shirts. I don't like redirecting to the website when you're standing in front of me with money. Okay. This is from Julie. How is the Atlanta watch going? Good question. I've not gotten that far yet. I think I've only watched seven episodes, but you got me on the journey. Here's the thing, Peter. Overall, I don't like being told what to do, even if it doesn't benefit me, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know if you've learned this by living with me long enough. Any sort of instruction I'm given, I disapprove of it entirely. Even if it's the right thing, even if I know it's correct, I can't help it. Like I've, There's a certain part of me that will remain a three-year-old for the rest of my life. And part of that is I don't like being told what to do or watch. I'll start a whole new show even though I'm sitting there going, I can start Atlanta. But I'm going to admit that I was wrong because I have really, really enjoyed what I've watched of Atlanta so far. And I haven't even gotten into the weird shit yet. And I feel like these actors are flexing. Yes. I mean... Uh, is it Brian Tyree? Well, uh, Brian Tyree, what's his last name? Uh, I'm looking this up. Brian Tyree Henry. Yes. 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 So good. Paperboy. Paperboy. And just the, there's the acting that's done with nothing being said at all, where he's just looking at stuff or taking stuff in where you're just like, this is some masterclass shit. It's kind of when you remember that, uh, Dennis Reynolds is like a really trained thespian, you know? Right. Uh, or even the scenes in the bear where you've got uh, John Barenthal and it's like very casual, fun, normal human stuff that's going on. But like, you know, there's some secret training in there cause you can read underneath the surface and Brian Tyree uh, Henry just is eating in every scene. And obviously like Donald Glover's great. That like, desperation of, I think I've got an opportunity in trying this and getting in and not really understanding the world, but being a real go-getter, uh, obviously great, but we got to talk about Lakeith Stanfield because I feel like Darius is just going to be my favorite person I've ever met on a TV show. Darius is the best. It's, it's making me really want to go see Haunted Mansion. AJ went to see Haunted Mansion right now. Cause I was like, Hey, we got tickets to see, talk to me. And I'll probably be a little late. We still have to record. And then he texted me as we were leaving the movie, I'm going to see Haunted Mansion. I was like, let me know how Lakeith Stanfield is. I'm also just such a sorry to bother you, Mark, uh, that I feel like I would have liked that movie even more if I was already getting into Atlanta at that point. So you know what? Peter, I was wrong. I am loving Atlanta. I'm going to continue watching Atlanta. here's, Here's how good it is. You ready for this? We're keeping Hulu. Yep. When's your trial end? 
like a couple of days in August. All right. Well, it, so. Guess what? We're going to log into mine. Hell yeah. My Netflix got hacked by someone in Germany and I had to like reset all my passwords, but it's it's been re-logged in now, I believe. Did, Maybe did not. Did you see what they were watching? Uh, No, but I did just like, I thought I was fucked up, and which isn't true. I just do nothing now. Uh, when all the shows were in German, I was just like, what is going on? Like, I know Netflix has a lot of foreign content, but like every show's in German. But then I was thinking like, did I do this in a slumber to try to learn German for my future expeditions? Peter, we got to figure out this. I know this has nothing to do with the questions right now. Uh, my European, my European trip is just like longer than I thought. Okay. So just let's, we'll f- figure it out. And also I got full confirmation from about our at the beginning of September. Okay. Uh, so let's figure out what we need to do to make sure the babies are comfortable and good. Okay. And if that means if we just, if it, we just come down to like, we just got to sneak Lucy to a hotel and take a rental car. Fuck it. You know what? Fuck it, Peter. We're going to make it happen. I don't give a fuck. I also like how would well this is a conversation for off but like i have friends that could watch them okay that's actually that's way less complicated than what i was thinking and just have some like you know we can figure that out yeah it may take a few little yeah uh i keep accidentally leaving my house key with people oopsie daisy style because i have them hold my stuff for a second while i'm going to wrestle and then i don't take it back uh so we'll we'll get them a key (laughs) we'll probably have to make a copy of yours this is why I like the last place we lived in. The only thing I really liked about it was there's a code on the door. Yeah. So I never had to have a key. Yeah. Because I just can't keep up with anything. Okay. Uh, what other Christian media other than VeggieTales? This is from Morgan. What other Christian media do you remember from 90s childhood era? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little research before okay. I answer this. Um. So... Adventures and Odyssey was big in my house, which was that focus on the family animated show about the, it was basically like the Christians ripped off Doctor Who and had a guy build a time machine. Oh my God. You just gave me flashbacks. I just looked it up. Yep. And they used to give out the books at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. 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 Fuck me to death. Um, okay. What? Well, so VeggieTales was big. There was a, there was, there's this thing called kingdom chums, which was basically the 10 commandments done in like doo-wop style music. Did you know there's a fish movie, uh, that's supposed to be like a fake finding Nemo called finding Jesus. <laughs> and there's also finding Jesus too. And it just looks like it's about fish. Hold on. This is. You're you're reminding me of things. And I'm sure there's more, um, but I also remember some like poorly acted, like they're not like warning, but like the you know like teen after school movies. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, about yeah. like sin. And I'll I'll say this, and I've been. What about salty? The big blue Bible. Salty, salty, the big blue Bible. I don't remember salty, the big blue Bible, because we need to be the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. I don't like that people want to be salt because it makes me think that they're going to be okay with assaulting people, uh, which we, you know, not a drag queen. Hashtag not a drag queen. That's all I got to say about that. Only a 1.2 rating out of 10. Uh, and there's also another movie by the same people uh, that's a Happy Feet ripoff called Tappy Toes. And the tagline for Tappy Toes is... He's just winging it. Uh, a young penguin unexpectedly finds a pair of tap shoes in an old steamer trunk and soon becomes the only penguin who can tap dance. Uh, I'm going to go back to finding Jesus here. I want to know what they do with... Why do the fish need Christ? I guess Christ was a fish. That is a question for the ages. Why do the fish need Christ? All right. The AV Club did give this a review. Finding Jesus 2. Only 52 minutes. They couldn't drag that out. Uh... Starring the the fabulous Jerry Davis uh, with 
obviously Tina Schuster playing the role of Bitsy and Sarah Taylor as Muggles. Obviously. Join your faith-fueled friends, Muggles and Joy, as they visit the beautiful Finding Jesus Bay, a place where Christian stories are told night and day. Guided by the sea's best storyteller, Professor Shark, they hear all about the endless kindness and boundless love of their creator. Then together, along with children everywhere, they go forth and spread his word and make the world a better place. Finding Jesus will help kids learn about the Bible in a whole new fascinating way do you think they do the part from numbers five where you uh find out if your cheating wife is pregnant by making her drink dirt and forcing a miscarriage come on gather around mr shark kids we're gonna teach you another bible story you just make that dirty wife drink the dirt water off the floor of the synagogue and if she's cheated on you she uh she's gonna be forced into a painful miscarriage and if she was faithful i'm sure she'll be fine it's uh maybe we should be in charge of the Christian children's media. Maybe we should. Uh The Bible 2 coming soon starring uh the fish from Finding Jesus 2, Muggles. What a terrible name for a fish. I know. Hi, I'm Muggles. I want to tell you about Jesus. What do you think they did with Jesus underwater instead of crucifying him? Do you think they just took Jesus fish out of the water and made him breathe air long enough? They gave him styrofoam shoes. <laughs> He's floating and he's not coming back. I guess it would make more sense if he floated up to heaven if he was a dead fish. I don't know. Maybe we're uncovering something here. Okay, we have one more question. All right, great. Uh, This is from Chob. What are your thoughts on Orange Cassidy being a producer slash agent backstage at AEW? All right. This is a dense answer because orange Cassidy is the best professional wrestler there is. And if you go and listen to any of these old heads, they always tell you to control the pace and tell a story and get fast when you need to get fast. And no one understands their character and how to get it over with other people and make their other people look good better than orange Cassidy. Every week that I've watched AEW dynamite, the segments featuring orange Cassidy have been, uh, the most cohesive, the most entertaining, the most wrestling-based. And a lot of people are saying, well, he does the little kicks or he does this and that. Here's the thing. Uh, Christopher Daniels, never been over a day in his life. Jerry Lynn, great in ECW. One of my favorite people. Never really was a ticket seller or someone that was a star. Never was a must-see person. Chris Jericho, he's in it for Chris Jericho. Uh, Mark Henry, well, he's at catering, complaining that people won't come talk to him. Uh, Billy Gunn, he's, you know retiring now and I guess he'll just be backstage I don't know you can kind of go down the list and you sort of go like who's uh who's the stars here teaching people to be stars and if they're already stars they're usually just focused on getting themselves in a program to get themselves over Jericho uh Orange Cassidy is going to be able to lead people into understanding their own characters better and he's also someone for whom pro wrestling is a method of telling a story between characters rather than pro wrestling being the story told between characters. And I think this will take AEW in a fantastic direction. I think he is the right person to be at the helm. I also heard recently they hired Scotty Tuhati to come in and be a, uh, a producer and agent. So I kind of see uh, people who have sold tickets before, have been over on TV before, have had segments that are entertaining to all sorts of fans, wrestling and non-wrestling alike. And I hope that they take it more in that direction because it does seem like there's a bit of a, a mid carditis with almost everything on that roster at this point. Um, and orange Cassidy is also somebody who is not a politic guy. He's not going to force himself into a situation where he has to be the most over person or in the best position. And obviously he's held that international championship, but he is also a person who, uh, you know, is in that position because it helps get other guys elevated. And even if he wins, he's barely winning or it's a secret snap win or, you know, it's not something where he has to win strong everywhere and he makes other guys look better, highlights the skills they do have and plays a really good foil. He's willing to fall on his ass, which most wrestlers are scared to not look cool all the time. And he's a guy who is willing to look a little uncool if it benefits the other person across the ring from him. Uh, As I've said many times, Wrestling will be a lot better when we figure out we're kind of on the same team. And I think Orange Cassidy is somebody who understands that we're all on the same team. And I think he's going to benefit the program all around and not just go in it to benefit himself. I love that. That's yeah. great. I'm probably going to get heat for a lot of the shit I said. Um, not about wrestling, but about you know being raw-dogged by the Anunnaki. 
Uh, so just remember, I'm not educated. I'm not a scientist. Peter, you just looked away again. Are you not backing me up on this? You don't think the Anunnaki are here to raw dog our citizens? No, that's probably exactly what they're here to do. I, I know. And they've given us Andrew Lloyd Webber, definitely an alien, to tell the stories that we need to understand for when the aliens show themselves to us. Okay? Have you ever seen Xanadu? No. All right. Well, it's phenomenal. And the film version has, uh, who's the chick from Greece who makes John Travolta look straight? John Travolta. Wait. <laughs> Battlefield Earth. Uh, uh, no. Hopelessly devoted Leverage. to you. Australian woman. Nicole Kidman? No, because here they are. Um, no, come on. What's her name? She did. Let's get physical. Physical. Uh, Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John in Xanadu. Phenomenal. There's roller skates. There's neon lights. Uh, there's Anunnaki. The Anunnaki are raw dog and roller skaters. It's a phenomenal play. Andrew Lloyd Webber. He is an alien. Sarah Brightman, his muse, also an alien. If we say any more, they're going to censor us. Gerard Butler, not an alien. Human. Yeah, human. And that's why he was in 300 Rise of the Spartans, because he represents both humanity and humanity's desire to be just oozing in homosexuality. <laughs>